0: This is Jeff Kober with another Disney at Play podcast and we are here in the fun and frolic of Disney's Hollywood Studios. It is a beautiful, sunny, wonderful day here in Orlando and uh, guests are coming in and enjoying the experience of being in the park and we are going to uh, enjoy uh the park as well and uh, showcase some things for you to see and enjoy we're just gonna walk right down hollywood boulevard um we're well into a couple hours of of the park being open um but uh so that's why there's already uh, quite a few uh guests around uh in line and uh uh taking in many of the things that are going on here at disney's hollywood studios it's uh it's a healthy attendance as it approaches the 35 percent capacity limit but again even in the parking lot you barely you barely are filling up any portion of that lot so for those who think oh this looks crowded well there are a lot of people but there is uh this is not anything that approaches the capacity you find at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Why don't we take a little turn down Sunset Boulevard and see what's going on down there? Here we have uh, Legends of Hollywood on the right on the right side, and over at, here at the Beverly Sunset now premiering Pixar Toys, Treasures, and Beyond. Again this has been kind of a sad chapter because this section has not reopened since uh, since uh, the reopening has occurred and uh, um, my daughter and I were discussing how disappointing it is that they no longer sell the fudge and uh, other goodies that they used to sell in that store but then the store is not even open. Here's the Majestic Theatre and I love how they have some really classic movies now playing. Uh, Walt Disney's Pinocchio, Walt Disney's Goofy The Art of Skiing. Uh, over here, Walt Disney's Fantasia uh, with Stokowski. And Walt Disney's Miracle Musical feature, the three caballeros in Technicolor featuring Panchito uh Joe Ca- They don't call him Jose in this. Donald Duck and presenting Aurora Miranda of Brazil, Carmen Molina of Mexico, and Dora Luz of Mexico. Uh, You wanna know what the uh, prices are here at the Majestic? 10 cents for children until 5 p.m. After 5 p.m., 15 cents. and For adults, 15 cents, followed by 25 cents after 5 p.m. Yeah, well those were the days of course those were the days when even a movie theater was open so, so uh, i guess uh, a lot has happened in the in the decades that have followed but uh, hopefully movie theaters will be back and reopen if you heard bob chapek's comments uh you can see that disney has used this opportunity to reposition its arrangements with the movie theaters and some of the movie theaters are not agreeing to the price terms that disney is putting on them at this time and uh uh or the other conditions that are being presented at this time so but movie theaters are in this really delicate balance of of uh really even being able to operate long term when a direct-to-consumer experience like Disney Plus offers you a a different alternative, a different solution. Um, And Bob Chapek mentioned in the uh, annual shareholder meeting that there are over 100 million people who have subscribed to Disney Plus. So that's that's a significant number of people. Uh, over here we have uh, the fact that it surpasses their five-year goal, as I recall. Over here you see a line that goes to the right, but it's too rock and roller coaster, and it goes out into the path of Hollywood Hills, and then comes back in as it weaves into toward um, the attraction itself. The queue uh, goes much deeper toward Fantasmic for Hollywood. Tower Hotel and if you look at it there's a standby entrance of 130 minutes which says to me based on what I've heard the other day that only half of the attraction is operating. You really kind of are only able, uh, there are two halves to the attraction the way it was designed and built and uh, apparently half of that is not working at this time. That's causing that long, long queue of course when that's a long queue then People feed into Rock and Roller Coaster, making it a long queue as well. But we're gonna move through into Rock and Roller Coaster to this area and see what's going on. You see that the face painting is not open, but uh, the hot dog stand, um, Eat to the Beat, Rock, uh, eaten, eaten to the Beat, is open. You see a healthy queue. Of uh, guests, all socially distanced. If you see the, the tape on the, on the sidewalk, all that is, um, and there's a 60-minute wait for rock and roller coaster. So, um, yeah, I do, and I don't believe it's going to become less. If you ask me, well, when's a time period I could come, and when the lines are not quite like this? Well, other than just the basic philosophy of getting here real early and getting on rides and attractions before they open, uh, there is not a real season. I think moving forward, I don't think Disney's going to present a new season where it uh, has... um, uh, free meal plans and things of that nature. I think demand is only going to continue going up at this point. This queue, by the way, is for Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. If you haven't seen that, it's a—it's uh, not the most intelligent show ever created, but it has an amazing animatronic in the form of Lightning McQueen as the car. And it's, it's impressive. I'll put a link on the uh, show notes to our uh, YouTube video of it. You want to check that out uh, because it really is worth taking in. At any rate, here we are at uh, this corner of Disney's Hollywood Studios. If you want to see your favorite Pixar pals, this is the place to do it down Hollywood Boulevard. They're coming, leading first with Mr. and Mrs. Incredible followed by Edna Mode, which I got to tell you, she has her own car. It's a, it's a convertible. It's a classy. She's classy, and uh, this is just, it's a hoot to see her riding along here, doing her um, fashionista kind of thing here, and uh, looking good. Then we have um, Solid coming through from Monsters Incorporated. publicades are always very short and to the spirit but it allows uh guests to have a chance to see the disney characters without um bunching up and being in close proximity of each other for prolonged periods of time so uh that's the benefit of that aspect of it we're coming into echo lake and we're gonna head over toward uh, our favorite little dinosaur over here. His ice cream stand hasn't been open much uh, since uh, reopening of the park, but he's still blowing smoke or, yeah, whatever you want to call that out of his nostrils. So it's all, it's all good. The uh, character cavalcade is coming around the corner and heading towards Star uh, Tours. We're passing by the tune-in lounge and the prime time cafe, which uh, I think that might be, if they have the ability to license, to put something in there uh, relating to WandaVision would be spectacularly cool. Um, Imagine how that might be redone and uh, created into something different. But unfortunately, Disney doesn't own that right. They own Marvel, but they don't own the right to user those characters in uh, in uh, parks out uh, west. Love this little thing. Warning, do not pull the rope. Actually, it says do pull the rope with the sign. You hear the dialogue below.
1: It's
0: a little, little gag. One of the new things that's happened here is a little bit of a relaxation station that has been created out of the Indiana Jones Theater. And so guests can come in. This is a little bit like the amphitheater at Disney's Animal Kingdom, where guests can, uh, um, morning. Morning.
1: Come to relax a little bit? Yeah, just
0: separate out.
1: No worries. Yep, just find an open row and sit within the yellow section.
0: Great, thank you. You're yeah so um they've uh roped off every few rows to socially distance everyone and then invited guests to sit in the sections that are yellow and this is i'm going to take off my mask here because i get to take off my mask here it's what makes this so very cool and cool it is because it's uh, covered they've got the big ceiling fans going on this is going to be A blessing during um, the heat of the summer as it approaches I think this is a I mean ideally it would be great to actually have the real show here Um, one of the uh, folks who asked questions during the shareholders meeting was a Disney cast member who has been associated with entertainment and he asked the question Could there be some small, smaller pieces of entertainment to entertain guests, um, at the parks? So, So you imagine what could be done with this space? Um, just kind of entertaining, uh, groups that were socially spread out to, uh, enjoy their time here. What would that look like? Um, that was a good question. In fact, I was surprised that there were a number of people who asked questions during the shareholder meeting that were Disney cast members or former Disney cast members or college program. Um, in fact, that was a question asked, is when does the college program come and could you, is it possible that those who are graduating now could still have an opportunity to be a part of the program even though they've graduated from high school because they've you know, grown up all these years hoping they would have that opportunity and privilege. So I thought that was an interesting question. Bob Chapek readily accepted that input and comment and said they'd look into it. So uh, it's an interesting notion. At any rate, I'm not very occupied here at the Indiana Jones Theater, which, as I recall, holds 3,000 people. It's either three thousand or five thousand. I think it's three thousand that it holds. Um, and uh, right now we have a party of three <laughs> in this entire facility. So two over there and myself. So that's that's what constitutes the uh, break area. So if you want to get away from everybody, if you want to get away from the heat, this is going to be your best bet in the days to come. The gates to the incredible celebration area have been reopened, largely as a place for guests to stand by in line for Toy Story Mania, which is currently 70 minutes. It's a little after 11 o'clock this morning. Um, That's a pretty significant queue, but not as significant as Slinky Dog Dash, which goes well down past Walt Disney Presents. Well past Voyage of the Little Mermaid, and back toward uh, the exit of uh, One Man's Dream. So that gives you an idea of, yeah, there's a lot of guests, and that's a that's a 110-minute wait currently for that attraction. We're lined up to go into the next viewing of One Man's Dream. We're here with the in the lobby area of that space. Uh, Here we have Jack Sparrow's costume from Pirates of the Caribbean. And we have costumes from Mulan, the 2020 film that came out last year. And uh, if you've been here in the last couple of years, you know that they had some preview models and photos of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, as well as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Was he still here? (laughs) Use an update with something else, perhaps? Do you recall, by the way, what used to be here long before One Man's Dream? One Man's Dream came, got, was established during the um, 100th anniversary of Walt's birth. Um, but if you go back before then, this used to be um, part of the backstage tour. And in this segment of the tour, you actually saw... The business of creating sound effects and uh, what's called a Foley studio. And uh, that was all presented uh, in these two corridors here before you went into the theater, which at that time actually presented to you um, upcoming attractions that were coming from Disney. Um, that has long since gone, although it's still on the other side called the Roy O. Disney Production building but it hasn't been that way uh, for many years. Here's where I would be at this time of day if I were at the parks for lunchtime. This little um, lounge area outside of the Brown Derby is 1st uh, first come 1st first serve, but socially distanced outdoor dining and there are spaces available. You might have to wait a few minutes but nothing compared to the lines out there you get many of the same um that they serve inside the brown derby if you haven't had a chance take a look at our uh, podcast where we reviewed great places to dine during the pandemic and where you can get socially distanced and feel comfortable eating and dining we have decided to go over to docking bay 7. it's been a while since we've done the ribs. Uh, we've done everything else on the menu just about, but I thought we'd have a ribs night. So here we go. We're off to get some food. For those who have forgot what this looks like, here it is. Madison added the dessert on top of it. Kind of missed the uh, blueberry muffin. That was kind of one of my favorite things. Well, we'll check it out and give you a new review. We decided that we would go ahead and eat outside and it's just kind of warm enough. We still have uh, long sleeve shirts on, but it's uh, it's nice enough outside and we thought we'd take advantage of just being out here. Madison's finishing her dessert and uh, I'm doing a little bit, this is just one of the little booths in the exterior and I love it because you get a lot of privacy for it. Um, So here's my take on dinner. Um, it's been it's been almost, I think like within the first few months of opening that we last I last had the ribs. And I remembered as I was eating it how much I liked the coolness of the cabbage with the heat, and there is heat on the ribs. I didn't feel quite the coolness, it still had a good taste. I think if the if the cabbage had been cold, literally cold, it would have been even better for this. Um, the dessert really helped make it, um, Madison bought dessert. I took a bite that kind of helped kind of curb it. Uh, the muffin was, um, a little dry on the outside, but very moist on the inside. So I thought it was good. All in all, it was, it was a good meal. So Madison, what was your review of the ribs? I, I think
2: by itself, the ribs were more too particularly filling but with the muffin and the coleslaw it was a lot more of a filling uh dish because sometimes rib in and of itself isn't gonna fill you up you gotta eat it with some sides yes and did you
0: think the cabbage and the muffin was enough of a side for you
2: yeah it was a pretty good side
0: now you we were at regal eagle just a couple of weeks ago at epcot and what did you order there
2: I ordered the kids meal ribs and so there are only two pieces of rib but I didn't really order the sides too well so I had some cocoa and watermelon.
0: So just look at the ribs and taste. Which would you prefer? The ones at Regal Eagle or the ones here?
2: I think here uh, but I haven't tried the adult ribs in Regal Eagle. They're the same
0: it's just a bigger portion. I don't think it's a different... uh, cooking style. I
2: guess here because it's more flavorful.
0: Yeah, I, to spice. me, I would have preferred the Regal Eagle because I think it's just a little too much heat packed on this, but but results will vary. And depending on your taste, and you may like that kind of heat, and, uh, and that's all good. So let's go exploring uh, more of Galaxy's Edge. All right, we are out to Enjoy Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. You see there's a good size, healthy queue for getting into... Uh, um, into Doc Gondar's place. And, uh, and we come upon the Millennium Falcon. And uh, can you believe in May, in just a couple of months, it will have been two years since this Attraction premiered at Disneyland, and I remember coming down the equivalent of this path to get into it, and how exciting it was. And seeing Chewie, Chewie was up here on the edge. I actually left the queue and went in to get a picture with Chewie. I thought it was appropriate for for uh, being on it for the first time, and uh, let's uh, let's head on in.
1: All right,
0: right, we're into the queue, and it is one of my favorite uh, queues, especially here at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, so excited to be on our way to this attraction. You see some metal um, gates have been put up in recent weeks to a better allow for crowds to come through and still stay socially separated by the uh, panels and the same thing is occurring here on the left they've created more panels over on this side as well so um, view of the tower in the distance and uh, we're just going to curl around here and make a U-turn and go into the uh, Q building. Very
1: good
0: view here. Oh yeah, you get a good view of Docking Bay 7 from right there. So there used to be a refreshment board right here in this corner. Wouldn't be surprised if it comes back after the pandemic is completely over. So, all right let's do this. So, one of the great things about this attraction is the dialogue. If you listen to the narrative that goes with this tune, you see this team that is bumbling through this effort to try to get these engines up and running. And and what it's like to work for this particular organization, and uh, they're a fairly disengaged group. It's actually a great business uh, lesson and employee engagement. Take a look at the dimensions. You see these pits at the very bottom, then you see the main floor, you see ramps that are going up, and then you see very high exhaust areas that have been lit. I mean, really, there's almost about five to six levels throughout this queue area which gives it it's like a multi-plane camera in Disney's uh, films it has many levels and the details are kind of manifested by its different physical levels and it's one of the things that makes this uh, little area it's a you know really a mechanic shop it's industrial In some ways it's like a dusty test track if you remember the old test track. Uh queue that used to be there, which was an incredibly noisy queue back in the day. What'd you say I mean
2: you're telling me that I hated that queue. Yeah, we
0: voted as the number one noisiest queue in the world. But um but this has not only these levels of detail going vertically but it also has these little pockets of details that relate to star wars and um, to the stories of star wars and if you look carefully at all the tools and all the equipment you will see that there's nothing that is post the early 1980s everything sits in the time period largely of 1970s um, industrial design, which is what was available to George Lucas when he did the original Star Wars films. So that's what uh, that was, makes us really, I mean, they went through old airplane fuselages and cabins and tore out a lot of props uh, for this. Um, And it just all really is a testament, even the Millennium Falcon is a testament to reusing old parts. Uh, It's what makes it so, so fun and clever. The brilliance of this attraction is that you go from an exterior bottom view of the Millennium Falcon into a spaceport hanger into an interior view of the top portion of the millennium falcon it's just a brilliant use i mean really this is just a big prop in front of the attraction but they've maximized the experience really getting to study it and looking at it from a different angle well, i't no seen in any other place, so it's, again, room? add the narrative in the background and all that's involved in it really creates a great queuing really like experience. So we're heading into to see Hondo Anaka, who's the owner and uh, the man at the head of this transportation smuggling company, and uh, this is a very advanced animatronic that uh, gets passed by perhaps too quickly in this season of pandemic because usually you are stopped in that area for an opportunity to kind of have a setup for the show Um, but it's still an impressive figure and now we are uh, heading on board the ship all right we are here inside the millennium falcon and there was at one point a little um, alarm that would go off and you had to turn it off over here. I think all that got turned off during the uh, COVID thing so people stayed in place and didn't walk around. But remember originally you could walk around anywhere you wanted to in the cockpit before you actually boarded. So the line has been at this point about 30 minutes which is living up pretty much what it said it would be i think it promoted 35 minute queue um but that's because part of the attraction is down not to uh, create a spoiler but um there's more than one way to board the millennium falcon and as you can see from the doorway no one's boarding it from there so anyway it is what it is we'll see on the other side all right we're coming out of that we kind of got lost in the exit i can't believe i got lost in the exit but um there's a reason you can get lost in the exit let's just put it that way and uh, i'm not trying to give away spoilers but probably one of the disappointing aspects of today's experience is that um, One of the disappointing aspects of today's experience is that that particular side of the spaceport was only working at half capacity. Now that may have been due to issues relating to maintenance, but it could conceivably be a situation where they just felt like, huh, we're gonna cut the costs on The number of cast members at 30 minutes isn't too long to wait and so let's just go ahead and uh let's just go ahead and um shut down one of the bays so i think that's a little bit uh disappointing if that's the if that's the paradigm they took on this uh we will uh somehow move around these, uh, lightsabers and onto a safer part of the port. Love how they're moving this beverage container. It's very in keeping with the themes of, uh, of this, uh, land. And by the way, some of those droids actually do act up and, and, uh, and speak up and do different kinds of things during the day. So you have to check out which ones. We were talking about the fact that we were engineers and I thought, oh, it's okay. you know, let others have a chance because we do this attraction so often. But they put in a sheet of plexiglass into some of the cabins so that they can add more groups, four and two or three and one or some combination so that you don't end up with cabins that are only one or two people and you lose all those other seats but the problem is is we were in the engineer section uh with children have no clue how to pilot that thing they say young people know how to play video games but i was not so certain by the end of that that run
2: definitely the same way holy cow (laughs) exactly so but they
0: the owe thing, the captain, lots of money. <laughs> yeah, Hondo Anaka made a lot of money on damages today. But um, but where I was going with that is the piece of plexiglass kind of separates you from the experience. The experience is what I really, you know, I want to see where we're going and what we're doing, and you feel disconnected because of the plexiglass. So. That was our observation of the experience. I think it made it subpar from what it usually is when we visit. And there goes Slinky Dog. We are moving through Toy Story. We see the barbecue restaurant up ahead. Speaking of barbecue, because we had it earlier, I wonder if they'll keep doing ribs over at Docking Bay 7 when they open up a barbecue restaurant here. Of course, it'll be a a sit down restaurant as opposed to a counter service, but any rate doesn't look like it's moved a lot in terms of making things happen, but we will keep going. We're gonna move on to Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway before it closes. Dusk is settling on Disney's Hollywood Studios, but we're heading toward Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, so gonna check that out before the park closes. During uh, spring break, which begins next week, the parks will be much more crowded. Uh, my, many of the tickets or available reservations, I should say, have, uh, have already been taken. So there is not uh, as much availability. And uh, I'm talking to a family uh, that we were in the queue with. They had been, they did not get on rides but they had been on Mickey and Minnie's twice and they had been on um, Millennium Falcon twice. So they had gotten plenty out of the hours a day that they were here. Um, and they seemed, they seemed very content. They had not been to Walt Disney World before. They had been to Disneyland from, because they were from out west. And uh, they seemed very content about their experience here still it um is disappointing because the hours are not being extended much next week or in the next couple of weeks like they are for magic kingdom and epcot which are being extended till quite late i think i want to say epcot uh is going till like 11 o'clock at night which been a long time since that park had done that of course it opens at 11 a.m. in the morning so kind of a give and take there but notwithstanding um see that there's quite a few people in the queue but because it's the end of the day we don't have a bunch of guests who are coming in with uh special needs passes or using the vip tours the queue is moving very quickly and uh Right now, uh, I would say the wait will probably be less than 20 minutes. We'll see as we go through the queue. How long is the uh, expected wait?
1: From here, about about 10 minutes.
0: About 10 minutes? Okay, so there you have it. That's even better. I think the wallpaper in the new portion of the queue for um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is so so strikingly different. It's so, it's so 50s, 60s, or 40s even. I remember nothing uh, on this grand a scale, but I remember my parents having a wallpaper print that was essentially a tree. Um, and, uh, and you see that same kind of look and feel here. Um, but of course, they add this kind of Asian meets art deco appearance with the clouds. The way they are, and other things. I just—it's—it's it's just so different than anything else, and uh, I really quite like it. We are rounding the corner into the theater, which is not showing the Mickey short, but uh, it has already been blown out by Goofy. Uh, still, again, great detail in this wallpaper. Uh, which has kind of a bamboo background but then carries that gold print we transition very strangely into a barnyard but hey we are in the queue and we've been less than 10 minutes in line altogether for this attraction so this has gone very quickly if there's one thing you take away from this which i've mentioned in other podcasts get in line two minutes before The park closes because you will be able to go through a very quick and efficient queue. The irony of Employee of the Month Engineer Goofy is that Goofy goofs up later on. Can you name other attractions that show the Employee of the Month? One of my favorites is Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout at Disney California Adventure. Very funny. Um, employee of the month where the employee is actually the same person over a 12-month period and she's very excited at the beginning and then she's kind of bored and over it by the end of the 12 months but just a cute little uh detail in the medicine do you miss the great movie right
2: Well don't come for me, but I didn't really enjoy the green movie right as much as a kid because as a kid I was always afraid of some of the electronics like the shootout scene and aliens
0: popping out of the ceiling. What's wrong with shootout scenes and fires that go on and aliens coming out of the ceiling? ceiling? How could that possibly scare a small child?
2: I, feel hey,
0: like this sure ride I agree. I agree. It is a fun ride for the whole family. I love being in different seats, in different rows, even though my favorite is the last one. But the reason I love that is because you end up seeing different things in the film or in the attraction that you don't see otherwise. I knew that Pluto played out throughout the experience, but I didn't really see where he played out. And I, today I saw him in the, being jettisoned out of the submarine in the underwater sequence. And then I also saw them in a storefront window when we got to the city. So it was kind of fun to see uh, different places where Pluto shows up. The bird does the same. There are other objects that do the same. It's kind of fun to see that. Dockside Diner, which used to be uh, Men and Mills Dockside Diner, is uh, another example how many of the facilities and attractions still are not operating during this period of COVID. This uh, reduces, uh, this provides a lot of um, uh, guests uh, options in eating that are simply not available at this time. So it's a little on the side of disappointing. That said, I'm just glad I'm here. And as I round the bend here at Echo Lake and I see the neon Across the way, and uh, I see Gertie the dinosaur. I see uh, Indiana Jones, epic Stunt spectacular. Which actually, uh, if I don't didn't talk about it already, is being used as a break area. But how cool it would be to be able to see the show again. So we miss so many elements of the experience: Fantasmic, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid. Lots of, lots of component pieces that make up the entire Disney's Hollywood Studios experience. And it's sometimes disappointing that uh, they're not here, but I'm glad. I'm glad the parks are open. I am glad that Disneyland has a chance to reopen. I hope you've caught earlier um, our last podcast, which talks about the issues around Disneyland's reopening actually will have been the podcast beforehand by the time this airs uh but again um it's all eventually unfolding and coming back uh to where it once was in this shot, two attractions are featured you the bright one is maroon studios baby herman roger rabbit jessica rabbit of course who framed roger rabbit which was one of the first popular films uh, that came out of the studio after Disney's Hollywood Studios opened. And they tried to put Roger in every conceivable place uh, that they could. And um, they put, if you remember, there were a lot of props from uh, Maroon Studios that were put into the um, exit area. Uh, of the backstage tour. Um, There was plans to do major attractions, a tomb town kind of experience here. Those fell by the way, issues dealing with um, ownership of the characters and the possibilities that fell through of doing future films. Still, um, Roger Rabbit is a big part of the early days of Disney's Hollywood Studios and of the park experience. Um, Actually, I want to say Roger Rabbit, I have to look that up because Roger Rabbit may have opened the summer prior to opening of the studio. I can't remember if it was 88 or 89 or 90. Hmm, I have to go look that up, sorry. Um, Below it, you see a tribute to, well, it's PV's Polar Pipeline for frozen Coca-Cola concoctions, but PV is actually a representation of the Rocketeer from that film, which came about in the 1990s. And if you recall, there was even a Bulldog Cafe uh, because it's not open, you can't see his helmet, but come back during opening times and you can see um, the Rocketeer's helmet from uh, from that film. That was a great film and still is one of my favorite films of that era at hollywood and dine it is Minnie's springtime dine and you can see Minnie over there in a very casual spring-like california dress greeting guests from afar in this character experience the buffet you can see the buffet area has been closed they do a family uh, table service um but uh still looks fun especially for young ones who are uh, dining at this location. They have a little entrance area that kind of gets you in the mood as you come in. And then I believe Mickey is somewhere on this side. Yeah, I think he's left, but you get an idea. This is all part of uh, this restaurant experience. Oh, there's Mickey. He's from the back end again, socially distanced, but still greeting guests and waving to him. Um, As you can see through the blinds right there, he's got a very casual California jacket on. So all very cool. Very cool. And of course, Primetime Cafe, one of my favorites here at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Still guests checking in to come um, and have dinner. That's very cool. This is called Leaving Money on the Table. Trolley Car Cafe. It's a few minutes after the official closing time, which is seven o'clock right now. And this place is already closed. It's a missed opportunity at Disneyland. People are in line to get Starbucks on their way out of the uh, of the park. And I am sure the same thing would happen here. In fact, I think it even happens at Magic Kingdom, but it doesn't happen here. I think it's a miss. OK, we're here taking a look at all the riot merchandise. Madison, what do you think? of? That new film.
2: I thought it was a stunning film. I enjoyed the main characters like Raya and and Sisu. I think the message, movie's message on trust, was a good, a good one. And the animation, especially for the water, was just spectacular. You could tell that this was made by the same people who made Moana.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Moana there, kind of in the construct of it and definitely beautiful landscapes. I love the different settings of the different, um, the different villages where the people came from, so. And uh, there's some merchandise being sold. I'm not sure if it's selling. Oh, that's kind of cute. It's
2: very soft on the belly. Oh, OK. Very good.
0: Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? All right, very cool. So I think that's a wrap for Disney's Hollywood Studios today. Glad that you could join us. We're gonna take our casual stroll down Hollywood Boulevard and exit the park. Love the music, love the neon, love the feel of being here. Uh, If you have a chance, make sure you visit us on uh, YouTube at J. Jeff Cobert and make sure you subscribe there. Also, if you get a chance, go to iTunes. And if you feel so inclined, give us a positive uh rating and a positive uh review if if at all possible that really helps uh, uh but it's truly the uh the littlest podcast that could we're just a uh, little guy starting out but uh i think we uh have great things to present and talk about and we've got so much more as we go through uh the days and weeks to come especially as we see the reopening of disneyland and uh and all of Walt Disney World getting ready for its 50th anniversary. We thank you for joining us. Make sure you also check out our Patreon group, The Wayfinder Society, where you, if you are a Disney fan, you will definitely love this place because as you help to make this podcast a reality, we give you not just some early access to a podcast, but rather, We give you cool interactive apps and tools where you can study and see um, all of the great details and fun stuff that makes up the Disney experience. And we uh, cover all sorts of things from uh, the Magic Kingdom to Disneyland, to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, to Pandora World of Avatar. We have lots of different themes, lots of different apps and activities. You won't want to miss that. There are different tiers based on whether you're just a fan of Disney or in the higher tiers, where if you love Disney applications from our disneyatwork.com site, you can see best in business ideas unfold and how you can apply them, whether it's customer service or leadership or employee engagement, just creativity and innovation. We offer all sorts of really cool ideas uh, to those who join our upper tiers of the Wayfinder Society. So check it out. Make sure you, you take a look at it because I promise you it is truly a, a unique offering. Are you right? We thank you for joining us. And finally, in the words of Sinbad, storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day, we'll see you real soon.